Hey everyone, welcome to another Movie Mastery episode. It is the podcast where we watch the movies that you tell us to watch. I am your host, John. With me, as always, my co-host, Jeff. Hey there. And we randomly rolled one that's been on the list for a little while. I was going to say, that was my first question for this one. Was Has this been on the on the list for about five years? Uh, just about. I mean, this was on back when... We were keeping this on a Reddit thread, so mm-hmm. it's been a while. Yeah, okay. Uh, but we watched Bright, the Netflix original movie with Will Smith, where it's shadow run, but not really. Yeah, it's cops, and it's it's uh, famously bad, to the point where the reason I'm asking if this is about five years old is because there was a brief period around late 2017 where every single media outlet you ever heard of had, a, had to dunk on this. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where... Obviously, in 2017, when this came out, uh, we got this put onto the list, and I was like, "Man, I don't, I don't want to jump on the the dunking bandwagon." I mean, I do want to dunk on it. Obviously, it was written by Max Landis, famous wanted, piece of shit. We just wanted to wait till it was cool to dunk on again. <laughs> we just wanted to mm-hmm. give it a few years, let it cool off, and Percolate. then be like, "Hey, everyone, <laughs> you remember, Bright? <laughs> if not, let me." Let me go ahead and uh, refresh your memory yeah, for you. Definitely written by famous, world famous piece of crap, Max Landis. Yep, and this, <laughs> the movie, generally speaking, just sort of being bad for so many reasons. I mean, God, when we get to the full spoiler review and we really get into it, we can dig into all of the nitty gritty. But man, this this is obviously a movie that. You know, it's going to be lots of copaganda because it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Uh, it's from the point of view of cops. So that's all you'll ever get. Yeah. Can we just I, I don't think I've had a movie that gave me so many warning signs from literally like the opening. Oh, yeah. yeah. The second the, it the, starts when it's trigger tr- warning productions and tr- you're like, yeah. oh, fuck off. Trigger warning entertainment brings you this. And you're like, oh, no, nope, no. No, I'll just turn that off. Thank you. And you're like, oh, look, a script from Max Landis and Trigger Warning <laughs> Entertainment. And you're like, nope, you're a piece of shit. This sucks and I'm out. Oh, what do you say? It's brought to you by 14 Words Productions? No, no, oh, never. Hey, uh-uh. whoa, let's get out of here. <laughs> let's go to Denny's. God, this. But I mean, the fact that it. <laughs> it also, there's a lot of problems with this movie of like establishing things and then never going back to them every single time they do a four color insert shot that's just like oh they'll oh, pan the background yeah. and you'll get something and then it will never come up again and it do- it'll just every time they they do like oh it's a, it will just use an insert shot of a random thing as part of a scene transition it raises a thousand questions that they have no interest in or it just shoots down part of their own movie it's so weird this whole god this whole movie is it sits in a space that much like Shadowrun, you're like, God, the idea for this is so good. Mm-hmm. The the modern day fantasy thing is fu- like, look at, for instance, Onward. Onward is bright, but not done so shittily. Yeah, I mean, Onward's okay. It's not the best movie. It definitely is a million times better than this. I mean, for me, bright takes... I'll tell you what makes Onward so good right off the bat. Uh-huh. No humans. Because this is like, here's the, the number one problem. This is famously the problem of this movie. It it does orcs for black people and also black people. Yeah. I mean, the problem. Well, I'm not even going to say the problem. There are a lot of problems, but like at least with Onward, anytime 
they brought something up that became part of it. Yes. And this is happily happy to abandon shit or just say it once for a joke. Like and there's a never. point where there's a point where uh, their friend is like a sheriff's department dude, uh, dude who's like a uh, Mexican. It has a line that's like, hey, don't ask fucking me. They're still pissed at us about the Alamo. And I'm like, what the fuck is the Alamo in the context of a world where 2000 years ago got like like uh, a, a dark lord rose up and did all this shit? What are you talking about? There's a point where someone references Shrek and you're like in a world where half the people are green skinned monsters. Would someone still make Shrek? Oh, of course they would. <laughs> and it, and of course, in 2001, you made Shrek. And then in 2017, when this came out, uh, in that world, everyone's like, that was really poor taste back then. Yeah. It's like looking back on Soul Man and you're like, ooh, you fucked up. <laughs> Except this movie was made five years ago. So it's not, it doesn't even have that sort of, well, it was a different time charm. This is just a fuck up. <laughs> the weird thing for this is when you look into like a lot of the information behind this and people were just nutting all over themselves to get this. Like this got so many bids and offers from all these different production companies. And like, I guess trigger warning entertainment just had the most money to throw around. <laughs> I mean, it was mostly just Netflix had the money to throw around, but Max Landis specifically was like, no, I want David Ayer to, uh, to do this. And, Sold it for like a million less than he would have mm. just to make sure Ayer did it. Okay, sure. It didn't help. I'm He's sorry. Like, Look, I just saw Suicide Squad with you and Will Smith, <laughs> and I need more of that energy. I, did this come out like a year before Suicide Squad? It Squ came out the year after Suicide Squad. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's awful. Yes, I it is. I love the idea of watching that and being like, that's the kind of shit I want in my movie. This is the <laughs> exact energy I need. You think Landis was disappointed that this movie wasn't just song after song after song that's 100% on the nose? And he's like, what? I, you're, I wanted every character to have three different introductions, <laughs> except except for Slipknot. Because, you know, you can establish <laughs> I mean, he's that he just can, climb anything. can climb anything, so it's fine. <laughs> Goddamn train wreck. Ugh, top to bottom, this movie is... Not very good. There are a couple minor things that I'm like, oh, they did. A, I mean, like the actual prosthetics and look of, say, the orcs look real good. I like the look of them, like from a, an effects standpoint. I kind of like their sort of aliens in America looking skin modeling that they did. I was sort of expecting them to just be, you know, green because they're exactly. Orcs. But instead, they're like, no, they're like green and flesh colored at the same time like like a lot all, of them have like teal hues they, and shit yeah they have teal they also have a lot of just sort of white people flesh color all over them it's like they just have vitiligo yeah like, like as a species and it was that was a neat they've just got an interesting modeling to them yeah i was like that's neat i like that i like some of the little world building things are okay but man there's just so much more that is not good than that is good. For every time they do one that's kind of clever, like when they when that uh, one orc leader was from like another city and he talked about that yeah. for a minute, that was kind of neat. You also have scenes that like suggest that orcs have super strength and then just don't touch on that again. I mean, that's part of the whole background thing. Yes. Yeah. It's just it's just a weird weird movie where it, like they just they're just happy to say things and then never talk for a joke. They'll do shit for a joke and not think about how bad it looks in context. Ah. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and play a little music and then get right into the full spoiler review for 2017's Bright. We 
back and it is time to talk about Bright. Good. Let me ask you. Let me tell you one quick thing. I, I want to. I'm curious how, what you how you think it's going right now over at Netflix headquarters. Who announced that this movie did so well that they greenlit a sequel for it in 2017? Oh yeah. How do you think that's going right now? How do you think do they're you, working on Bright Two? How do you think the Bright Two sequel is going? That was greenlit before this came out. Yes. Do you think Brighter is on its way or no? Well, how are we doing on that? I mean, I know it was supposed to be, it's like Bright the something nights, whatever, or some mm-hmm. shit like that. I know I saw what it was supposed to be, but it, again, it, it falls into that whole thing where it was like, when this script was being shopped around, everyone thought, fuck yes, this is going to be the next big thing. Will Smith said, this is my Star Wars. <laughs> like, this is a thing that before it came out, everyone really thought, this is the hot shit. This is what people want. Remind me, is he the one who took, uh, who turned down the Matrix because he wanted to be in some movie that ended up being an absolute turd? Oh, probably. Oh no, I, I'm sorry. I think it was some. I think it was like Sean Connery or something who turned down being in the Matrix because he he wanted to be in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm. That's what I'm thinking of. Never mind. But yeah, this is this is some shenanigans. We open with, they, they play a song and they they open primarily by trying to set up the world by showing mostly street graffiti around uh, well-known locations in L.A., which of course means a lot of shots of the aqueducts yeah, of and the of L.A. Course, river basins. It's just a bunch of graffiti that's like, all right, let's set up a thing. We set up like, oh, the Dark Lord will return and, you know, uh, they, they lift you up to keep us down. So yeah. we get like an elves, humans, orcs hierarchy. Which, again, is one of those things where you're like, oh, that's, it's weird that they've, this movie specifically is like, the only things that exist are elves, humans, and orcs. Mm-hmm. And then we hear about dwarves. Yeah. We see centaurs. There's also probably, I think lizard men are a thing because there's a single shot of a lizard man crossing sign. Well, yeah, there's that. And there is one person in the strip club scene with nictating membranes. Yes, which I think is another reference to either a yuan type thing or a lizard man. Or possibly a shapeshifter of some kind. Yeah, we don't the know. The thing is, one of the background ideas was there 2,000 years ago, there was a dark lord who was like going to you know, use magic and take over the world. Mm -hmm. There was a big fight. Orcs backed him. But then the army of nine races Mm -hmm. came together to defeat him. And I'm like, nine races? Well, shit, what are the other six? Oh, uh, Mexicans? (laughs) The Japanese? No, I I mean, I think we get most of them throughout the course of this. I don't know if fairies are supposed to count because... No, because they've always been viewed as just pests. They're just vermin. Except that the very last shot of the movie is a fairy and it's talking. It's well, been, oh, yeah, I'm going to get you. They, they can, like, talk. They're, they're sentient. Oh, yeah. It's it's weird because they want to use, I mean, going back to the Onward thing, they want to use uh, pixies in this the same way they use unicorns in Onward is like a, ha we took a magical thing that's normally, like, beautiful and that is whimsical, and we made it a fucking menace that you got to yeah, chase were- with a broom. But in this one, they're like, yeah, they're sentient and we murder them. Whereas, just, at least in Onward, they were like, no, they're just fucking raccoons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unicorns were just raccoons in that. In this, the movie opens after this sort of cr- like shots of like, oh, the Dark Lord is rising and orcs want to curse the police and so on. Uh, we, we just have... I, I, I don't remember. Do we set up with the, with the shooting first? Yes. Yeah, that's the first scene. Okay. We establish our main character, Daryl Ward, as played by uh, uh, Will Smith, is hanging out by his cop car. Uh, his cop partner, uh, Jacoby, uh, yeah, Nick Jacoby, uh, who is Joel Edgerton in an orc costume, 
uh, is buying him a burrito when all of a sudden Orc comes out of a convenience store and unloads a shotgun right into Will Smith's like body armor. Yeah. So he goes down and that's when he, you know, wakes up from a nightmare about that. Yes. And of course, he lives in some shitty house in L.A. somewhere and... You know, I like that this is one of those movies that likes to per- that live in that world where cops don't make any money. Yes. I love, like, yeah. what's this? Oh, I live in the most rundown part of town and I uh, we're all out of coffee filters. So we just used a napkin and fucking all of this shit. And yet, like, I just keep going, huh, weird. OK. And part of me thinks, all right, maybe that's part of the world building because we get to see like the elf district, which appears to just be what would normally be the downtown skyscraper area of a city is just where elves is, which is an odd thing because normally the like downtown city center area is not where your rich live as much as it is like, you know, out in the burbs is where you go. If you have money, it's, it's a weird thing. It's, it's both. It's like, it's like Manhattan where Manhattan has a huge amount of skyscrapers that are just penthouses full of rich people. That's what elf town is supposed to be. But yeah, this is one of those movies that wants to purport that cops don't pull a, a ridiculous salary because they're one of the few safe union jobs left. And it's a two income household. His wife is a trauma nurse. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you just for fun. I looked it up. They should be making a combined total of about 160 K. Like, yeah. if they're just average at their jobs, the both of them should be making about 160 k as a family unit. But, they're, yeah, they're using napkins for coffee filters. Uh, Will Smith can get browbeaten into doing anything in this movie by other cops just by threatening his salary, being like, you won't get a promotion if you do this. Think about your family, who you can't even take care of. And I'm like, dude, why are you pretending cops are poor? Don't give them this noblesse obligé shit. Oh, that's part of this whole thing, because when we see uh, Ward's cruiser, is beat up and run down. Yeah. The police stations are completely barricaded. run down and barricaded and graffitied. It has this, like, all the cops are fighting this. We're on the front lines of a war and only we can save people and we're the good guys out there and we have to work in dirt and poor and, yeah, you know. It's just, it's just bullshit. All <laughs> of that is, like... It, it's faker than the fact that the movie has orcs and elves in it. Is this notion that the <laughs> el- that the Los Angeles Police Department is a fucking war zone that needs a bunch of guards standing out front of their building behind like concrete barricades and tanks and shit? If they're really doing that, it's because they're a paranoid fucking gang. That's it's the only reason it's like that. It's not because it's Mad Max. This is some bullshit designed to make you feel bad for our fucking pig leads. <laughs> So angry. I, I, I am. I hate that fucking shit. And it's especially bad in a movie set in 2017 Los Angeles to be like, the cops are just poor working class. Yeah. I'm that's, like, no. It's one of the big problems, especially nowadays, where you're like, you can't. You can't do that, man. Yeah. And especially don't make it like, we're going to go overboard. So it's like, not just, uh, not all cops are bad. You're like, no, you made it so that it's all cops are you know, struggling at all times, and they only do this out of the goodness of their heart. And you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe not. Yeah, because we also have to hear a lot of speeches from cops on this about how they're always putting their asses on the line and, like, it ain't fair, and these people out there, they're all animals and stuff. And I'm like, dude, just drive around in your fucking free pig SUV until you get to go home on your fat pension. <laughs> you're safer than fucking truck drivers. Quit it. Uh, And I mean, again, it's one of those things where if that was part of the world building where you were like, yeah, anything that's outside of 
like Elf Town is that, and you do see like just going into Elf Town is again huge metal gates, barricades, mm. concrete, all Guards. these checkpoints, just people standing there making sure that no undesirables go into Elf Town. Yeah, and it's you're like, okay, I could see if you wanted to do a hyper haves and have nots, but here's the thing. Doing a hyper haves and have nots, the police would still be one of the main things the haves would want. Exactly. Yeah, they'd be on the side because that's the whole point of fucking police to protect property. The elves would fucking love police. Yeah, they would be getting so much money. <laughs> they would be centered in elf town. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the elves in this movie, I mean, I, I'm jumping around a little bit here. Orcs are supposed to be stronger than everyone else. There is a single shot in this movie where a little orc kid is picking up a whole fucking truck so that his his like little brother can get a soccer ball. Well, yeah, because we have it's not like a little orc kid. It's, it's just like, a regular orc lifting up a thing for a tiny kid. Yeah, but, he, but uh, no matter what kind of orc it is, I, I, I figured it was like a 14 year old, maybe. Like in terms of oh, size, I thought it was just a regular. You thought it was an adult? Adult I, I, thought, I thought it was a kid. I thought it was two kids, but one of them is picking up a pickup truck from the front so his friend can get a ball. And then the rest of the movie, we, we follow an orc around. Does he ever fucking throw a truck around or anything? No, he's just a fucking guy. Well, yeah, because we established we're like, oh, orcs, they're they're strong but slow. And you're like, yeah, they're not either of those. No, they're though just, they're just humans wearing ugly costumes. They're not. They're not that. Yeah, it's like, oh, you never see any orcs in the NBA because they can't jump. And you're like, the orcs have been literally exactly the same as humans throughout this entire thing, except you got actors that are slightly larger. Yeah. As for elves, they can just do sort of very bad wire foo ma matrix flippy shit. And uh, there's a couple of elf assassins that are the main. You can tell they're assassins and they're very good at their job because no one ever thinks to shoot at them. Oh, everyone shoots at them. No, they don't. They pull yes, guns on they them, do. and then they stand there until the guy walks over and stabs them. No, they're they like, get I'm going to shoot you, elf. Load. <laughs> Not even close. Yes, they do. <laughs> There's a bunch of scenes. There's wide shots of federal agents getting murdered by the elves, where like only the elf, or only the cop nearest to the elf is starting to raise their gun, and the ones in the back are just like, run, 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 gun, like up by their chest, like not even pointing it at anybody. It's it's embarrassing that, that I I don't know. Maybe we had very different takes on this movie. Oh, and the the entire strip club scene is people shooting at them okay. and them dodging. You know what? That's fair. I'll give you the strip club scene. That was an interesting one. The one where Layla the elf Numi Rapace's character is killing a bunch of oh, federal agents. Oh, the SWAT agents. team one. That's where it's the SWAT going up the the stairs. Yeah, that one was dumb. That was embarrassing. Yes. Every time those elf assassins come out and you're like, oh, look how badass they are. I'm like, yeah, they're badass because no one thinks to fight them. The, uh, so the whole thing is Ward, our main character, is with Jacoby and Jacoby is the first and currently only orc cop. Yes. Apparently, I guess just, I don't know if it's, they've never been able to. And of course they want to use the like, oh, it's a diversity hire or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't have like, if he's the first one, it's not a diversity hire. It's a test program. And mm -hmm. also like, you'd think. I, I, I'm surprised there aren't, uh, there aren't, they don't even try for saying that like orcs have been interested in this in the, hi like this is a 2000 year exactly. history. And they're like, yeah, this is the first one. And I'm like, why? What, what, how, how what happened? I mean, the, the way that they present orcs in this, they talk a lot about how they have a, a, lot, a strong clan affiliation, uh, and notably, they very strongly code that clans and orcs are just gangs. Yeah. Just, just Los Angeles gangs. But then they establish that in other cities, it's different. So you're like, wait, does that mean he's the first L.A. orc cop and there are orc cops elsewhere? No, because they specifically say he is the first 
orc cop. Yes. And does that does that mean that there aren't like orc majority cities anywhere on the planet? We never go over that. No. And that again, it's one of those things where I'm like, all right, we aren't establishing that orcs are in any way like infertile that they wouldn't be having as many children, they wouldn't be able to like have a place that would be majority orc and you know, you look at any minority anywhere and you're like, yeah, eventually there's a point where they're going to be on the police force and be on yeah. like a majority of whatever area they are in. It's the movie is fucking lazy as hell because when I was saying earlier orcs for black people, that's not a fair comparison. It's actually orcs for gangbangers. Yes. Orcs are only gangbangers, and for 2,000 years, they have been exclusively gangbangers and have never wanted to do anything else or even tried. And then there's this one orc, and he makes a point of having said that his dad wasn't part of the gang economy well, of yeah, the orcs, and neither was his like, grandfather. Yeah, we we were clanless. We were... None of us were blooded. Like, we were outside the clan system. What were they doing then? Who knows? Because God... <laughs> The only thing we ever see is orcs as gang members, and then, like, occasionally you'll see, like, an orc doing janitorial, or, yes, like, one... an orc is, like, a street vendor. Yeah, there's one orc at one point who mentions that before he got into gangbanging, he was just a respectable bus driver. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> it is, again, one of those things where I'm just like, man, you can't be like, ah, I'm making a statement about race using orcs. Except I've decided to show all of them as gang members, yes. and they're all, you know, very mean and brutal. The problem is, at that point, your statement on race is that I think that there are races that are comprised entirely of brutal gangbangers. Yes. Which is a bad star uh, statement to come out the gate with. Yeah. Like, as much as they go like, oh, you're holding a grudge from 2,000 years ago. What? And I'm like, yeah, that is weird. Like, I don't... <laughs> It, it would be weird if the orcs hadn't just decided, oh, you know what? We, we were wrong once. Let's commit to the bit. From now on, we run crime, and that's all we'll ever do. It's a weird thing for it to be like, ah, we chose the Dark Lord, and then everybody looked down on us. And 2,000 years later, nothing has changed. I'm like, that's that's odd. That's an <laughs> odd thing to have. <laughs> we also never really established why elves are, like, running things. Like, they, I mean, they mostly, just are... Because the assumption is because they are the ones who have the most access to magic. Yes. Brights are supposed to be bright is the, the world's term for people who can do magic. And in this universe, magic isn't you can cast spells. Magic is you can pick up these extremely rare wands that exist without getting blown up. Yeah. So a bright basically just means you are a wizard that can hold a magic item without exploding. And elves, it's like, oh, it's fairly not like common, but it's much more common in elves. Yeah. And like, it's one in a million for humans, which I feel like that's a bullshit statistic because the only way to test whether or not you're a bright is to touch a wand and either explode into dust or you can hold the wand to do magic. Here's the thing. There has to be a way to test for being a bright without that. Well, there's this, okay. There's a point in the movie where Jacoby and, and Ward have to go arrest this weird homeless dude who's standing out in the middle of the street swinging a sword around. And it turns out this weird, grimy homeless dude is actually like a secret member of an organization that is sworn to fight the Dark Lord. And he's perfectly lucid and he's he's got a plan, which makes the question of why he's standing around in the middle of a street swinging a sword and yelling gibberish. Very interesting. But yeah. Let's not deal with that. 
No, the fact that he's like, ah, oh, yes, I'm covered in grime and smell like shit, and I'm just swinging a sword in the middle of the street. But then you get me to the police station, and he's like, yes, hello, I am a member of the Shield of Light. We are paladins to protect. And I'm like, what the fuck happened there? What were you doing then? What was any of that shit? Why did you barf in the cop car? Pick one. You can either be the weird bum, or you can be the super guy from the Shield of Light, but you can't just co- switch when you get to the police station. Huh? But anyway, he makes it when he's getting interrogated by two federal agents who are part of like the magical crimes division, which is also the only place you ever see an elf cop. Yes. Is there's one of whom was a the federal fence. agent. Yeah. Ike Baron Holtz's character. Um, he, he he's like, hey, you, uh, he makes his point of being like only elves even control the power of magic, man. And Ike Baron Holtz's elf fed is like, no, some humans can be brights. Yeah, it's one in a million. And you and I both know the only way to even find out is to try and hold a wand, which usually just ends up in you dying immediately. And I'm like, who even ran the test that determined it was one in a million in the first place? Are there 999,999 dead humans somewhere that just tested their wand holding capability? Or is that just some bullshit you're saying? I mean, here's the thing. Maybe 2,000 <laughs> years ago, when magic was prevalent, they knew. <laughs> I don't know how they knew. I just feel like it's some bullshit. But yeah, basically we find out that very, very, very rarely some humans can potentially be brights. And at the moment you hear that, you're like, oh, Will Smith's one. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Thanks for telling me, movie. Oh, I could probably just skip to the end now. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, but the entire <laughs> thing with this of like, all right, Ward hates having to be with an orc cop. And of course, the fact that he got shot in the chest and the big issue is the orc that shot him in the chest got away. So he's, yeah. there's a lot of, did Jacoby let this other orc get away? Because, uh, the whole idea of there are clan ties and it's just like, Orcs protect orcs over anything else. Yes, which is the hilarious thing to hear coming out of a fucking cop's mouth. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, the fact that we get a scene of police brutality. Yeah. Where there are a bunch of cops just beating orcs. Yeah, out in the street, just dragging orcs around and hitting them with clubs. And Will Smith has to turn to him and be like, you got to tell me if you're a cop first or an orc first. And I'm like, oh, I get it. This is a race thing, Mm -hmm. you see? But also, it's like, you're not making me like your character because the main character just turned and said, do you believe in police brutality or are you a snitch? Yes. And I'm like, now I hate him. Training day this isn't. No. Also, by the way, it's an interesting thing because it's a neat, you think it'd be a neat comparison. Obviously, you've got this orc and everyone thinks he's going to be orcs before cops. And who's his partner? Why, just the only black cop in the entire fucking movie. So you think they're going to play some parallels on that when the other cops are being mean to him. Maybe they'll throw some racism about, you know, being black into this. And I tell you, the only person in this movie who is racist against black people directly is Will Smith. Yeah. Because he hates his fucking neighbors because they're like the uh, sitting out in their front yard having cookouts and stuff. And he's like, yeah, that's gang shit. Because you, you just crip walk your way on back into your crib and ha- you know, I'm, you're bringing down my property values. He's the only actual racist against humans in the fucking movie. Huh? Huh? Uh, you keep expecting it to be like a parallel where he, he bonds with this orc character because he's like, hey, I also experience a lot of racism as a black cop in Los Angeles. No, not even a li- They don't even think about that. And it's so weird. This is, okay, if anyone uh, listening listens to our system mastery as well, yeah, this is a lot like getting into uh, the Kevin and Kel thing of like, what the fuck is your world building? Yeah. Where there's a lot of 
questions that get raised and then either no answers or answers that raise more questions. Yeah. Well, like we were saying, we, we kind of... Because like, oh, the Alamo exists in this. So that means history played out very similar to what it did. Mm-hmm. Did the slave trade exist? And was that orcs now? Was it was it black humans? What, what the fuck was any of this? One, one might think that it might have been orcs in the script. Like if you got your hands on the script, it was like, yeah, orcs were brought to America against their will and they're the slaves now. And then someone at some point, some cooler head prevailed and was like, don't fucking do that. Ah. That will get us a world of shit. You take that the fuck out of this script. You're only allowed to imply that orcs are black people. Yeah. Yeah, uh, strongly. You can very strongly imply. For example, all of them wear basketball jerseys that have the name of their orc team on them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can tell the script went through a lot of changes. Like, I would say, I, I'm jumping around a lot, but I would say it feels exceptionally apparent that the female lead of the movie, Tika, the elf who they rescue, who, like, has a wand and is trying to escape another elf, was originally written to be a child. I feel like that's incredibly apparent that she was originally written to be a scared child. They realized it wouldn't play very well, and they made her a nearly mute adult instead. Yeah. I mean, the entire plot of, like, the whole thing revolves around they go to a call to Ward and Jacoby Mm -hmm. that there is, like, it's magic. uh, some shit shit going down. And that's when they find a wand at a place. And a wand is unheard of at this point because you know you don't have wizards you don't have anything techs replaced most stuff but the fact that wands still exist is like all right imagine it is our normal world and then someone finds a fucking actual for real genie lamp and the kind of shit that would cause yes and that's, that's the sort of thing that goes down here that would almost be kind of interesting but we get all this weird side bullshit about it that never comes up again like there's this line that gets tossed off after they find the wand about like how if this one elf can bring together the three wands, then the Dark Lord can come back? Yeah, if you never see another wand. Yeah, the main evil elf uh, is like, oh, if she can get uh, Layla, if she can get three wands, then she'll have enough power to bring back the Dark Lord. Later, it's if she can just get her wand back, that'll probably be good enough. Who knows? Don't, don't worry about it. But I want, I want to get back to this, because we, yes. we got the, mad and skipped we, over it. When we find Tika there, she is... Very clearly a scared elf who's like, only speaks Elvish. Yeah, I sent you a message right after she started speaking Elvish. You remember that? I sent you a Facebook. Oh, yes, I know. Yeah, last night I sent John a message that was like, if this fucking elf speaks English, I'm going to be so fucking mad. And then sure enough, because the reason I said that is right after they they rescue her and she only speaks Elvish and they're both like, neither of us speak any Elvish. I mean, I guess Jacoby took a couple of years in high school, but we're both really bad at it. There's a scene where they're about to crash the car because of magic shenanigans, and she tries to warn them by loudly yelling in Elvish and just gesticulating and jabbering wildly when she, at any point, she could have dropped the act and said, stop the car. Yes. And she just didn't. That's her commitment to the bit. She was willing to die in a car crash rather than give up her little secret. Yeah, the fact that they were like, oh, this this elf doesn't know anything but Elvish, and you're like, oh, it takes an hour later into the film, and finally she goes like, yeah, hey, I just didn't trust you yet. And I'm like, you don't have to trust them to be like, hey, we're gonna die. Stop the car. Like, she got lucky that she wasn't wearing a seatbelt, and they ran into an invisible wall. Yeah, she slammed her face into the gate in between the back seat and front seat uh-huh. of the cop car. And, and, and at any point, instead of yelling, Inferni, Yabba, how do Inferni, she could have just said, stop. Stop the car, we're going to die. <laughs> so, man, uh, but I don't want to skip over the fairy lives matter today part, because I feel like that's an important part that 
I mean, it's it's the famous thing where people saw that and were like, oh, fuck, directly off. Yes. He Especially gets- because this this is like right when that entire movement was really like picking up and getting known and to immediately go like, fairy lives don't matter today. And I'm like, dude, don't. I think, and people tried to pull the blame off of Max Landis for it by saying Will Smith improvised it. You know what? That shit went on film and then it went through an editing bay. Hmm. At any time, anyone could have been like, oh, no, no, we can't. I don't think that's, you know, I, in all deference to Will Smith, I don't think him beating a sentient creature to death with a broom after saying its life doesn't matter is, uh, is a good look. Maybe not. Maybe not this time. Then he just accuses his neighbors of being gang members and saunters back into his house. Oh, yeah. It's. Boy, it's something. <laughs> it's just endless amounts of something. So yeah, we we got we went over their couple early calls where they have to go pick up that homeless dude. He gets investigated by some cops. They get called to a crime scene where they walk inside. There's a bunch of people who were like burned from the inside out by wand magic. Yeah, just and like then, a weird molten skeleton guy. And then they come across this like fucking H.R. Geiger statue lady. Yeah, someone who got blasted with magic and instead of just being like, oh, I incinerated you, it's like, Oh, some wild shit happened where the bottom half of you disappeared, the top half of you melted into a wall, you and got like angel turned, wings. Yeah, turned into weird metal wings. Yeah, she's got like angel wings and random like uh, uh, tubes and so on coming out of her. And it turns out that that's just what Tika, our main elf character, did in self defense instinctively when she was being attacked. She was like, "Oh, I'm going to shoot you, and I'm going to turn you into a Brom painting. Everyone else in here, I'm going to blow up, but you." Well, she didn't because. The person she blew up with that is the one who was just doing the incinerating with the wand early. Yeah, so she was like, I guess she's like super creative with her with her weird murder techniques, but she's not even dead. The weird thing to me is that we don't get a very good sense of also what the fuck magic because oh no, we get- in this it's like oh uh. One of the elves, the assassin, has it, and she's like, oh, I can just point it at you and make you sort of incinerate. Yeah. Okay, cool. That is that is an actual repeatable spell that we see her do. Yes. Tika, though, does some fucking nonsense and just kind of goes, point, and shenanigans happen. But then later on, we're like, oh, no, the, there's a, a word. There's a there's an actual trigger word oh, for yeah. the wand. Visor warkda or something was the war word you have to say. Except no one has ever said a word when using a wand at any point prior to that in the entire thing. <laughs> also, there's a scene where the wand's been brought into the evidence room by uh, Jacoby and Ward. This is before they realize that like all the other cops are dirty. But they bring it in and they put it on a table. And one cop's like, "That's real fucking magic right there." He's like a bad guy who's gonna. Well, end it's up not being the a- evidence room. It's still the same fucking oh, warehouse. Same, sorry, they right, same building. They're all standing around in the building looking at the wand. He's like, "That's fucking magic right there." You want a million dollars? You want $10 million, the wand will make it immediately. You want a bigger dick, the wand will give you a bigger dick. So I'm like, oh, it's a fucking genie? The wand is just a genie? Anything you do, you want, you want, you just... I mean, I... I can almost understand of like, oh, if it's been like a thousand years since anyone's actually done any for reals magic normally, then yeah, sure. The idea of like, what is magic to you? The ma- magic is, it does whatever. I don't actually know because no one's studied it forever. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we have elves that have wands running around there's an elf assassin with a wand that's what starts this mm-hmm. we also have a federal division of magic crimes uh-huh. so it's a thing that needs its own persistent division like it is it's one of those things where i'm like have it one way or the other either nobody knows what this shit is and it's pure calvin ball or there's rules you can't just be like 
Ah, who knows? It has Seems to be seen. at least medium common knowledge what wands are and do. If there's people, if there's literally a division of crime or police whose job it is to apprehend wand havers. Yeah, we don't ever get a, oh, wands are just the way someone can use magic. Or wands have a specific use and you can use a wand for that. There's nothing. It's just wands are magic and magic means whatever. And also you never see any other kind of magic. It's wands are nothing. Yes. No one ever manages to cast a spell doing anything else. You never see a magical trinket somewhere. And what that- I was hoping yeah. that the feds, the magic feds, would be like, yeah, I've got like a ring of protection. And someone would like shoot at him and he'd hold up his hand and like it would hit a barrier or some shit. Yeah. Like, give me anything. No, all magic in the movie derives directly from the only wand in the movie. Exam- for example, we were talking earlier about how the car crashes into an invisible force field. I know you're thinking, oh, invisible force field. Maybe that's a different kind of magic. No, that's what happens if you take that wand too far away from its owner. It is a barrier that that like if you're more than five miles away from the owner, it, you just slam into an invisible wall. Yeah. Great. Why is it that far away from the owner? Who knows? Doesn't matter. The important thing is that all magic in the movie is wand-powered, and yet, even though there's a whole crime division whose job is magic apprehension, no one knows what the fuck a wand is. But everyone wants one. Most of the the, the, uh, movie, once they get their hands on the wand and realize all the other cops are dirty, they also realize everyone in Los Angeles knows they have a wand, and they all want that wand. Now, that, as a premise of, like, we've got a thing... And everyone in the city wants it from us, and we're on the run. Mm-hmm. That premise is a good premise sure. for a movie. Yeah. The, we've got the MacGuffin, everyone wants the MacGuffin, and we have to basically fight against literally every faction in, in town. Great. Fucking wonderful. You're the warriors. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. But... <laughs> The rules behind it are so silly. Your characters make no sense as far as like Tika never saying anything in English. Yeah, she is. Uh, like I said, I'm pr- I'm almost completely certain she was originally supposed to be a scared child. And she is the younger sister of Layla. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be like, oh, this is my baby sister. But, you know, she's a full grown ass adult, too. Because yeah. it didn't play, I guess, if we used a kid. Yeah, she really plays like a scared kid from a horror movie because she keeps repeating things. Like when they get her, she's just like, Inferny, <laughs> Inferny. And you're like, Oh, yeah, it's the type of thing where you're like, Oh, we found, you know, a kid in a horror thing and they're just rocking in the fetal position, mumbling yeah. something. You're yeah, like, yeah of, I get it. The kind of thing where you meet a kid in an orphanage in a horror movie and they're like, That's the kid who never speaks because his parents died. And you're like, they Dude, saw- this is an orphanage. Everyone's parents are dead. No, it's, it's the, Oh, he saw how some other kid died. That's the only person who saw what happened, but they won't talk anymore. Yeah, they're basically playing her like that until there's a point in the movie where they literally run out of narrative ways for her to continue speaking exclusively Elvish. So she just goes, oh, I speak English, by the way. And uh, perfectly and fluently, and uh, I will tell you now exactly what to do. (laughs) I could have done this from the fucking start, but no. But that would have ruined the plot, so I didn't. But then you wouldn't have had to run around like idiots this whole time, so meh. (laughs) endangering your life, my life, and everyone around you. Yeah, so basically the thrust of the movie is that we need to set the main two characters. Um, Jacoby ultimately is just a good, nice guy. Yeah, he's the good cop. He's a good cop. He's new. He's good. He's a good person. He wants to impress Ward. Uh, Ward doesn't like him, but the only reason he doesn't like him is because he's making... His uh his last five years at the force difficult. Yeah, he's Ward is like, the like I'm the vet who 
I used to be like you, kid. I used to be all optimistic and think I could save everyone, but you just got to look out for yourself in this world, kid. Yeah. So he hates this orc guy, not because he hates orcs or thinks that orcs shouldn't be cops, but just because it's ma- he's making his life slightly more difficult on a day-to-day basis. Yes, he's like, just give me a fucking regular human partner so I can go do regular ass cop shit and not die. Yeah, and notably every other cop fucking hates him because he's partners with this orc. Yeah, so he has because everyone all- else is racist and they're like, we don't want an orc on the force. All you need to do is complain to, you know, the higher ups about this orc and get him off the force. Yeah. And Ward, for all of his misanthropy and being general, I guess that to be misorkthropy and, uh. and generally being a dick to uh, to Jacoby in person is like, I'm not going to file a complaint about him. He hasn't actually done anything wrong. He's a relatively good cop. It's so weird that this is another point where the movie does both things where it's like, oh, uh, Will Smith, Ward doesn't want him on his thing. And he's when he's talking to the other cops, he's like, I can't. Like, literally, the, I, the idea of an orc cop is so above my pay grade and so above, like, the police chief's pay grade that he's like, there's nothing I can do. It doesn't matter what I do. And if I make waves, I'll be fucked for it if I try and complain about it. Yeah. Because they need this to happen. And then... In like two scenes later, internal affairs shows up and is like, we need you to snitch on this orc cop and get him off the force. And I'm like, one way or the other, my man, either have it so that everyone's against the orc cop or not everyone is against the orc cop. This movie is so cop pocketed, by the way, that it has the cop opinion about internal affairs. Yes. Where they show up and they're like, we're fucking internal affairs, bro. We'll fuck you sideways. I'll kill your fucking kid. And you're like, dude, or internal affairs has to pretend to be nice. That's the whole point of them. They have yeah. to be cop cops. And so they have to pretend to be. On- but they both show up and they both have like these stupid fucking Kojak mustaches. And they're like, what? you know. Uh, you could barely keep your family fed. We know you. Your kid needs money, and you you need that pension. But if you don't get uh fucking Jacoby on tape saying he let that orc go, we're gonna I don't know fire you or something somehow for mm-hmm. not doing nothing. <laughs> And at first he's like, I'm not going to snitch on my fucking partner, largely because I have the standard cop rule of fuck internal affairs. But but then they're just like, they're like, uh, well. But also he's like, oh, I don't want to be known as a snitch. No one will be my partner. I'm like, you just got out of a locker room where literally every cop was like, please snitch on this guy. <laughs> yes. They all want the orc gone no matter what. And internal affairs shows up and you're supposed to be like, I thought internal affairs, like in cop movie language, internal affairs is supposed to be like a threat. And it's supposed to be a different threat than the rest of the force. Uh, and in this movie, they're just the same. It's just two more mustaches show up and they're like, fucking betray that orc partner, bro. Do it, bro. And Smith has to be like, I don't want to. I don't want to. Okay, I will. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> it just feels like more cops. It's it's just so fucking all over the place, just like this review. There's also a random police like lady who shows up in that scene and is escorting in- internal affairs to talk to him. And she just also hates the orc and wants him gone. And you never see her again. It's a weird thing where she also seems to be on internal affairs side, but is a beat cop. Yes. Where she's like, yeah, fucking I'm watching you, buddy. You better snitch on that orc. And I'm like, why are you in their pocket? You're not even part of internal affairs. What who, the fuck is this? Who are you? The police chief's an Asian lady. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the, in the warehouse scene, they're like, all right, so we're finally making this official. Uh, we're going to, we're going to pin the, you're going to go kill the fuck, your fucking partner yeah, in the street. We're going to go ahead and say, 
there was never a wand. We're going to steal this. Mm-hmm. And either, I guess their entire plan is to either try and use it somehow or to sell it. But they're like, obviously, if you sell this, this is the most wanted thing you could have on the planet. Yeah, we go fucking sell the Hope Diamond or some shit. Yeah. It's like stealing Starry Night and trying to sell that. No, it was the dumbest thing where they're like, oh, uh, fucking Ward called in. Hey, we have a wand. We have magic here. I need backup and supervisor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the second that got called in, the cops who show up were like, ooh, we're going to fucking make out like this didn't exist and we'll kill the orc and then just steal the wand. And I'm like, no, like, Magic also, Affairs knows this shit exists. Are you, you are also going to go kill the dispatch? How far is this going? Of people you're going to have to kill because the moment went over the radio, a dispatch also knows about it. Yeah, this is the dumbest idea you have ever had. It's and the, again, who are you going to sell it to? Yeah. Because we know all of you are humans and you're like, oh, you're never going to touch it because you don't want the one in a million shot that you won't blow up. So your plan is, I'm going to have the most expensive thing ever and dot, dot, dot profit. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, but basically they're like, hey, this is the way this is going to go down. We all need this to happen. The orc needs to go down. You know he betrayed you. You know he let that orc that shot you get away. Go outside and put two bullets in his head, and then we'll all be rich together. And the moment Will Smith's like, oh, I'll go outside and talk to him, he walks away, and they're like, obviously, we're also going to kill Will Smith. Yeah. The four of them are just like, yeah, it's four of us, not five of us. Two cops die tonight. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a weird thing. I don't know why. Because, again, if you're thinking this is a magic wand that can grant whatever I want, who cares how many people are there? It's not a three wishes wand. It's just a wand of do whatever the fuck. Yeah. So, again, why? Why are you like, let's kill more cops and make it more obvious? It's amazing. I suppose to just be like the corrupting power of greed or whatever. The whole thing, they're like, we'll kill this other guy who's like a cop that is in good standing with us. And the only reason we're grumpy about him is because we don't like his partner. And here's the perfect opportunity to kill his partner. And then they're like, let's also just kill him. Yeah, let's do that. Which, again, I'm like, that almost makes sense. Again, if you're like, we found a duffel bag with $4 million. We can split it $1 million each instead of trying to split it five ways and give it to Will Smith. Okay, sure, that makes a little bit of sense. You get more out of it. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, here's a wand, it does whatever. You're like, well, let's kill more people. Why? Why are you doing this? You're just increasing the mar- the evidence pile against you in the future. Yeah. That's you're- all you're... All you're, you're doing. You're just fucking yourselves over. And again, like happens, you're like, oh, because you're also making it more likely that you will get fucked by trying to kill these guys. And yeah. and of course, Will Smith goes outside, has a confrontation with Jacoby, where Jacoby's like, what are you doing, man? Where's the wand? What's going on? He almost tries to arrest him. But Will Smith's like, I'm out here. They sent me out here to kill you. I don't want to. I'm oh, not- yeah. Well, I mean, he pulls the gun and is like, I need you to tell me right now. Did you let that fucking orc go? Yeah. And then that's when we get the rest of that story. Jacoby's like, look. No, I, I chased the orc. I lost him in the crowd. I, I fucked up because yeah. I lost him. And the orc I went down an alley and found was just some gangbanger tagging. Just some kid tagging. And and uh, and and uh, basically, uh, Ward's like, well, then why'd you fucking let him go? That uh, How come he was gone when we got there? And he's like, because I was chasing him. He was an orc. An orc had just shot you. And here's some gangbanger kid. He was going to get killed. As soon as backup arrived, even if I didn't kill him, they would. I yeah, didn't want an innocent is, kid to die. This it wasn't was some about random kid that was going to get a cop killer like stigma on him, and he was not going to survive. Yeah, so it wasn't about orcs. It was about a kid. 
I yeah. let a kid go away. I let an innocent person get by. And then and the ward's like, how the fuck do you know it wasn't him? And and Jacoby's like, dude, don't act like you don't know. Orc senses of smell are better than everything else about us. We've already had like seven establishing scenes previous to this of me smelling stuff out. Yeah. We know. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it wasn't him. He has a different smell. Then the other four cops come out of the building because they're playing to a gangland style execute the two of them. And this is when we learn that I guess Ward is the world's greatest and fastest shot. Well, yeah, Ward is in this a, and I understand the the trope behind it because he's like, oh, I'm the vet. I'm the one who's been here forever mm-hmm. and I'm a super badass. And the whole idea of this being like, oh, because I'm, I'm the chosen one. I'm obviously a bright and I'm also like... Uh, a big seasoned damn hero. warrior, so I can turn around and shoot all four of them before they can get me. Even though they already have their guns drawn on him, he turn he whirls around and shoots all four of them to death before any of them get a shot off. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, tell me exactly in what position the four of them are behind me." Yes, and then as soon as Jacoby says it, he just whirls and shoots all of them. Yeah, it's very silly looking because you'd think it, the one on the far end to be like, "Oh, he's shooting." I'm just gonna put one. I was already pointing my gun at him. I'll just kill him now. No. Uh, but Jacoby pulls a gun on Ward and is like, you just killed four cops. What the fuck? You are a cop killer. I don't, you didn't explain anything that was going on. You just came out here and asked me if I fucked you over before. And he's like, I assume you're trying to get the wand. You put the wand down. Mm -hmm. The one thing, you know, I don't really want to give any credit to him because he's an irredeemable turd. Uh, but the one thing, because we've also watched American Ultra, that Max Landis can write fairly well is tense, escalating scenes where lots of elements are being thrown in. Because the two of them are having this big screaming match where he's like, I'm going to call the SWAT team to come arrest you because you're a cop killer. And Ward trying to explain that these he's guys... Like, these guys were dirty. They were going to kill both of us. Over the wand. We have very little time. And that's when it turns out that the actual people they were sent to investigate way early at the beginning of the scene, some local Mexican gang called Altamira show up because they're like, hey, we heard there's a wand and we want it. Yeah, we had some of our lookouts saw a fucking wand here and it's our territory. It belongs to us. We'll just kill the two of you cops and take it because there's a lot of us and there's... And of course, because Ward is the veteran who's been around forever, he knows the leader of the gang. He's like, hey, what's up, Poison? Like, we don't need to do this. This doesn't need to happen. There's no wand. It's just, it's just fucking gangland fairy tales, my man. Yeah. And there's... <laughs> The the entire deal with them is so weird because this gang will chase them for most of the rest of the movie. Yes, up until the one scene where all of them get murdered at once. Yeah, up the, the, until the strip, the, club. the strip club scene, which we keep mentioning. But man, I'm like, how do you keep finding these guys? And like, what are you doing? They're doing weird shit. And you're just like, hey, five seconds later, we're also there. I'm like, how the fuck what <laughs> yeah it's very strange but basically warden jacoby managed to get into their cop car they they threaten that a swat team is coming it isn't uh they get inside the car because it has bulletproof glass they get away uh they still have tika with them they rescued her from this whole situation she starts yelling because she knows about the wands warding feature i don't know how she knows how far away layla is well yeah i mean the they have a whole chase scene where they manage to kill a bunch of guys and trucks and shit but yeah Though I think the reason she knows the ward is going to happen is because the wand starts glowing without anyone doing anything oh, to that, it. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. So she's like, oh shit, we're about to hit the don't go any further barrier. Yeah, so they crash the car and now they got to go on foot. So they go into some club. They go into a couple of clubs here. Low class and then high, they go increasingly higher class clubs. Well, yeah, because first they have to like 
go into the basement of some place and they're just hiding. And then that leads them through into a uh, orc club where the it's, the, it's the Fogtooth gang mm-hmm. and they have, you know, we get a, a little joke earlier in the movie about like, oh, orcish music, which is just death metal. But he's like, oh, this is one of the greatest love songs ever written, but it's a like cradle of filth song. Yeah, it's just some like Norwegian black metal. Uh, it's just the fucking Klingon opera joke. It's 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 sad. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, they, they, they end up at an orc death metal club and each place they go to immediately the Altamira gang shows up with Mac 10s in each hand and scares everybody out of the room and they escape again. It's so weird because the first time they do it in the fog tooth thing, I was like, how do you not get immediately murdered? Because like some dude just comes in, takes two fucking like submachine guns, shoots them into the air. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you are immediately shot in the chest or at least tackled. Yeah, this room is full of ganged up orcs. You're dead immediately. But instead, everyone freaks out and runs. Um, and then they go to a high class strip club, which the same shit's going to happen again at. But first, we have to see some stripping stuff like that. We need to have some titties and some titties. And Tika needs to be, like, interested in all the things going on around her. Oh, there's her. bright lights. Oh, a oh. slot machine. I'm so interested in this. And I'm like, you're a grown-ass adult. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying that they write her with this weird naivete that doesn't seem to be derived from anything. Other yeah. than the fact that I think they aged her up after the script was written. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, in, in the strip club, uh, the whole Altamira gang shows up to threaten our, our heroes who are hiding behind the bar and they have like an altercation where they're discussing things. And that's when Layla and her two elf assassins show up and just matrix everybody to death immediately. Yeah, because they're about to be like, I don't know, maybe we just give the fucking wand to poison because otherwise everyone in here is going to die. And then right when they're like, nah, fuck it, we'll do a blaze of glory. Layla shows up and just all hell breaks loose is, you know, like you said, all the elves are just like, oh, I'm super matrix. I don't use guns. I just have little knives, and I do flips, and... Their flips look so dumb. They look incredibly dumb. Every single time they do them, they look like they're just like, oh, wow, part of me you can't shoot at right now. What if I jumped as high as I could? And uh, I'd be... You'd present your entire self as a target to me? Don't worry, you just won't shoot me. I don't get shot. I'm an elf. (laughs) But also, I think it's worth mentioning when I I thought this was going to go differently, because Poison's just like, dude, just give me the... the, I'll, I'll clear all your problems. I'll let you go free. Just give me the wand. And I thought Will Smith would be like, fucking fine and just stand up and without taking the wand out of the bag it's in just throw it at him throw the wand at him and be like fucking poison's in a wheelchair he apparently got gut shot at some point in his life and has a colossal yeah the reason he wants it so bad is he's like i want this wand to fix me so i can walk again and i'm like dude we already saw what happened when one human grabbed the wand he exploded into a million fucking dust fragments and they're like oh shit i think we're breathing in guy right now and i'm like dude there's a one in a million chance that this won't work just throw the fucking thing at poison and blow up him and his gang (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah they managed to get away because elf assassins are too busy fighting altamira and then randomly the swat team shows up and then they just murder the swat team that was the embarrassing part i was mad about very embarrassing layla just goes outside and 50 swat guys come up two at a time without shooting her at all and she just knifes them to death and each subsequent guys are like i'm just gonna push these two dead guys out of my way and come at this elf some of us will eventually get through it. I'm like, dude, you are all carrying rifles. Everyone knows elves have a pre-built kill limit. <laughs> they also have fucking heads that can be headshot. Just shoot her from over there. It's it's wonderful, though, because when we establish the whole Layla and party thing of like, 
here's these super elf assassins and they're super agile and they can murder people with guns, even if they just have daggers and everything. But then at the end of the film, when it's like, oh, now you actually have to fight Ward and Jacoby. Ward and Jacoby can be like, oh, I'll just punch you in the face. Well, I don't no, give a there's, shit. There's a great shot of Ward fist fighting with one of the elves where the elf legitimately just sort of phases out of the way of punches. Like he's dodging so fast you can't really see him moving. Yeah. Really, they have to use trickery on them, which they do. Uh, they, they, they manage to take each one of them out by either trading partners at random moments or tricking them into holding bombs. Just cartoon shit. <laughs> But they can shoot them. Yes. Like, ah, I have a gun and I shoot you. You're like, yeah, it works for the main characters because they're main characters. It's a good idea to shoot at these fucking knife assassins and everyone else is like, nah, I think I'll go engage with them directly. I got to get up close to shoot them because they're so jumpy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just sad. But they kill all these SWAT guys that, and our heroes get away again. They end up at a convenience store where they call that sheriff they met earlier. The one who was saying that uh, no one has forgiven Mexicans for the Alamo yet. <laughs> Oh, Jesus I would love Christ. to know the people in LA that are giving that sheriff shit for the Alamo. I would love to see. I would love to hear that conversation happen. Right? <laughs> I would love to know anything because this world is so fucking stupidly built. Like, I'm, I'm not even saying in this world, I, not their world. I'm saying in our world. I would love to see like anyone a, in our LA a give Mexican, a shit about Alamo. A Los Angeles Mexican sheriff arresting a guy and having him be like, "Fuck you! I'm still mad about 1800s Texas." <laughs> No, no one's going to mention that. Uh, the <laughs> Speaking of the little background things, there is a point around here where we get a background like cityscape shot. There's a dragon flying in the background. Yep. No never, idea what that's about. Never mentioned again. Like I was saying, every time they show a background insert shot, it just adds new shit to the world that you'd think would be really interesting to discuss, but they don't. For example, when they establish that Los Angeles has a cavalry cops division, because there's a centaur on the squad. There's one fucking centaur in all of Los Angeles, and I mean, he's the they horse don't, cop. They don't say they're. They said, "Let's wait for the cavalry," which is a normal saying. No, no, I know. I'm not <laughs> saying that they were. That there's a point earlier on where, where the uh, the horse cop, the centaur cop, is in a building, and you can see cavalry shit written on the side of his locker. Eh. But otherwise, you're like, "What the fuck is a centaur doing here? How, does he does he ride to work every day?" And you see two of them. You see two centaurs in the film, and mm -hmm. you're just like. Why? How come they're all cops? Where are all the other centaurs? How come I'm not seeing centaurs in the background in any other shot in this fucking thing? Ugh, so weird. <laughs> Everything in this, goddammit. When, at this point, eventually, because they get away from there, so they've gotten away from Altamira, who got killed by elf assassins, they get away from the elf assassins because they're too busy very slowly murdering ineffectual SWAT teams, mm -hmm. they get caught by orcs, and the orc leader is like, hey, I used to be in Miami. Truck and driver, yeah. Miami was way different than L.A. Like, all the races would come together. We'd have block parties, elves and orcs and humans and dwarves. And I'm like, hey, where are the fucking dwarves then? Dwarves are expensive to put in this movie because you'd actually have to either, I guess, hire little people to play dwarves, which is not politically popular. Although I don't imagine Trigger Warning Entertainment would give a shit. No. Uh, or you have to use CGI, where with, with elves and, and orcs, you can just put face paint and crap on them and it's fine. That's why there's no dwarves. <sighs> but like, again, they mentioned the whole, uh, there's the whole story here where it's like, ah, uh, yeah, the, uh, the nine armies was brought together by Jirak, who was an orc. And I'm like, then how the fuck is it that everyone hates orcs? You'd think that would be the 2000 years ago redeeming thing for the orcs is the person who brought together the nine armies to defeat the dark Lord. An unblooded farm boy orc was 
fucking Luke Skywalker the orc. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, it's okay. cool, because he's one of the good ones. <laughs> it's so weird that you would be like, oh, we all hate orcs except for Jirak and I guess every other orc that he brought together. I really wanted to be like, wait, in Miami, you used to be a bus driver and like all the races hung out together and uh, all the elves and dwarves and orcs and humans got along together and had block parties and shit. Let me ask you a quick question. Were there any orc cops? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> never. That's never happened ever. They're exactly equal in all other things in Miami, but there are no orc cops. <laughs> and there are no orc cops in Miami. <laughs> and the streets are paved with dwarves. <laughs> Ow, get off me. <laughs> I'm walking it. But yeah, with this fucking orc leader has a whole big speech he gives. And it's, it, it slows the movie to a crawl for a couple of minutes. He's like, things were different in Miami. I didn't used to live this life. Hey, look the fuck at me with respect. <laughs> okay, anyway, so in Miami, we would have a lot of like parties and stuff. And the only rule was, hey, I said, look at me. The only rule was no guns. I, I made parties here and I made it safe for anyone who wanted to show up and mm-hmm. no guns. That was the only rule. You know who broke that? Who brought guns in here? You, the police. Can I, uh, the other thing that drove me nuts. And I'm about like, that. yeah, but also Altamira and <laughs> yeah, and we were running from them. Yeah. So we didn't actually shoot into your party. The, we never fired a single shot during that scene. So maybe you should be pissed at Altamira and not, uh, well, you know what? Never mind. None he, of this matters because no one gives a it's shit. It's all just horse shit. He's giving this long rambly speech to feel powerful, but he just wants the fucking wand. Just like everybody else in the movie. Of course. The, the, this move, this scene is another one to me that feels like they left something on the fucking floor because there's this bit where he's yelling at, at, uh, at Jacoby because Jacoby's got his teeth filed down and he's not blooded. Yeah. He's a, he's clanless. So he, he's not allowed to have like, the tusk teeth that you normally see on and orcs. Then, then they give this big speech about how to get blooded. You have to basically do something heroic, do something incredibly heroic. You have to really earn it. You have to go out in the world and make your mark and, and do something incredibly heroic. Anyway, my son's going to get blooded now by, by killing the two of you as you're tied up and beaten half to death. Yeah. You're going to sit here and he will shoot you in the back as a hero does. And I was like, you know, I understand that that's exactly the kind of thing that you could put in the movie as a hypocrisy moment to be like, he's going to get blooded off a sat gangland assassinating two unarmed men. That's his hero moment. Real fucking heroic. But instead, nothing happens. The more annoying than that, this kid, the kid who is the son of this gang leader who has just been told to murder Jacoby, shoot him in the back is like. I can't. This is the guy who saved my life. Yeah. And, what and a Jacoby is like, yeah, this is the kid I get, I let go. Mm-hmm. This is who I saved in uh, when, you know, uh, you got shot in the chest. And I was like, oh, finally, this is going to actually matter. That fucking scene that we spent so long on and saving this kid, it comes back and it's going to matter. Except he's like, all right, get out of here. I'll shoot him. And indeed he does. Yep. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? What? It didn't. The kid is gone now and never returns, and it never mattered. And who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It takes something else to get the orc boss off off their backs because he's just like, "Oh, you say this man saved your life? You say you owe him? He, you owe him your life because he saved your life?" And and all right, were, well, you can leave. You can leave. I'll kill him then. That's fine. You don't have to kill him. I'll kill him. I will allow you to not be blooded tonight. Then <laughs> what? What are you talking about? You're supposed to be like, "All right, well, I guess we'll just kill the other cop then." At most. Really, what you should be like, oh, we owe you a debt of gratitude. Then that, at that is point, the orc code of honor. I for sure thought he was going to be like, all right. And then he would pick him up and go like, you saved my son and that makes you blooded. Yeah. Like, I I was so certain that after that whole speech about like doing something heroic and then he finds out he saved his kid, he would go, all right, 
I respect you now. You're blooded. You can go and we won't fuck with you. And I was like, that's going to be such a good scene that we haven't had a good scene in this movie. And then instead he was like, oh, you can go. And then I'm going to shoot this guy. And then he does. He shoots Jacoby. And Jacoby, uh, uh, for some reason, I, I, I assume it's got something to do with orc religion. Uh, because of their orc religion, their lo- their uh, Los Angeles base of operations is that creepy looking church that's in New York. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what that's about. Uh, but they also can open up the floor. They have like a throne made of antlers too. That's part of the whole. Well, they have a, a religion. A dude who's in like a full robe yeah, and headdress with like looking guy. Yeah, a full like deer skull and whatnot. But they also have a bottomless pit. Yeah, in, in their church. Hey, they just why fuck, not? Fucking bottomless pit. And you're like, oh, I guess they're gonna throw them into the bottomless pit. That's gonna be no. We're gonna shoot them and then kick into their bodies the bottomless into pit. the bottomless pit. You're like. That's gilding the lily. I don't know why, why the bottomless pit then. That, that, that's enough of a killing method. But they shoot Jacoby. He falls into the bottomless pit. Tika, who you may notice we haven't mentioned in a long time. That's because the movie consistently she forgets she's there. Oh, yeah. They're running around. And then they're like, oh, fuck, yeah, Tika. Uh, and then one of them will go, hey, where's Tika? And then grab her and run. Because they're like, oh, we keep forgetting. She doesn't matter. But now she pulls. She had been hiding the fucking wand up her sleeve. She pulls it out. And casts resurrection on fucking yeah, Jacoby. He, com- he comes floating back up out of the pit, glowy and perfect, and lands. And he's like, "What the fuck happened? I feel I great. Feel, I feel amazing." And this is at that point that druid leader, who up until that point had only just sort of shaken things and intonated, goes, "A prophecy. They are the chosen ones." And everyone in the room like bows to them and they leave. Yep, that's it. Great. Yeah. I don't know what prophecy. It's such a fucking backwards ass scene. It would have made so much more sense to be like, you saved my son's life. You're blooded. Yeah. We're on your side now. The the idea of like, oh, we would have had like these, the fog tooth being like, you're blooded to us. You did something amazing. You are a real orc in our eyes. Mm-hmm. And having that sort of like redemption moment for everything, because you're like, it ties into like Jacoby making a good call on saving an innocent kid. It, and it means that like it saves Ward's life and it makes him blood. It would be such a good tie together moment. And it would give you like the ability for them to go, look, if someone comes after you, you can count on us. Yeah. And it would give you some extra shit to do in the last part of this film. It would justify the whole long fucking speech that this character had about Miami and so on as well. To have well because be like, we have the whole thing of like, Orcs have, like, clan loyalty, and if you're one of us, then, you know, we'll do anything for you. And then, no, I saved your kid. Ah, that doesn't matter. I'll shoot you anyway. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And don't worry, this character will show up again near the end of the movie to declare uh, Jacoby blooded. And you know what Jacoby did that's so heroic that earns him his blooded thing instead of saving this guy's life? He survived a firefight that none of these fucking orcs saw. Well, yeah, and they well, just come went, up at the end. They're like, they're like, oh, he's lying down because he survived a firefight. You're blooded. And he's no, like, he yay. Went, he went into a burning building to save Ward. Yeah, he saved a fucking cop. That should not be good enough to get him blooded by these gangs who gang members who hate cops. <laughs> it's fucking ass. It's just because he needed to be blooded so that Jacoby could have a happy ending. Yes. It, and so what happened? He goes back into a burning building to rescue Ward. All these orcs, so I guess, were just there rubbernecking. You're like, wow, he went into the burning building to save that cop we wanted to kill earlier. I guess we don't now. And also, you're blooded. We get to do that. We're the guys in charge of deciding who's blooded. Yay. <laughs> uh, so the the last piece of this film is fighting the assassins back at the warehouse we started at because apparently resurrecting Jacoby took like the life essence of Tika. Cause she, now she's got those, 
I'm dying from magical poison black veins. Yep, she's got the black spider webby veins all over her, which in this movie they only refer to as what's that black shit on you? And then she just goes, there's no time. Which is, <laughs> you gotta which, take me to the pool. A great way to get out of explaining anything in your movie is to just have a character say, there's no time, we have to go on a 30 minute drive. <laughs> and on that 30 minute drive, I will be quiet. <laughs> Well, okay, we have a long drive. Can you explain now? There's no time. <laughs> no, you got to see this. I'm going to mumble about like home. <laughs> I'm going to forget that I speak English for a little while again now. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, her whole thing is like, oh, there's a pool in that warehouse where you originally found me where the wand was. And if you take me and put me in the water there, then I guess that'll heal me. Mm-hmm. Some sort of magic pool. Great. Uh, they have their final showdown with the assassins there. They blow one up with a bomb. There's a whole scene. There's a whole fucking thing where they find an arsenal in the building. Oh, yeah. Um, because we established that what's happening here is that Tika and Layla were part of a cult dedicated to resurrecting the Dark Lord. Yeah, the Inferni who, they killed the Illuminati 20 years ago. Yeah. All right, well, whatever. And, who gives uh, a shit? And so their whole thing is like, they're going to resurrect the Dark Lord. Tika gets spooked by this. She doesn't want to be a part of it. So she tries to escape. And that's why she ended up killing that other elf assassin who got turned into a wall statue. Well, yeah, because the whole thing is supposed to be like, oh, Layla was an Inferni, and she was bringing Tika, her young sister, into it, regardless of what she felt. And again, if she had been a kid, this would have made way more sense. But whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so yeah, like we established that that's why this place is so important, because there's like a magic pool there that can heal her that was part of the whole like resurrecting the Dark Lord process. But also the pool's full of healing water. Don't worry about it. It's probably got something to do with wands. Yeah, if you have three wands and you go to the heal pool, then you can... Ask for your Dark Lord back. Yeah, and then you can summon the great dragon Shenron. (laughs) And you get one wish. Uh Uh-huh. Or as many as you want, because who gives a shit? But no, they find this fucking arsenal, including claymores and shit. And at one point... Because this warehouse used to be the Shield of Light, who are the people fighting the Inferni. Yeah, who don't matter in the movie at all. No, the one, like, fucking grimy dude swinging a sword was like, I'm part of the Shield of Light, and we're the organization that will stop the Dark Lord, and we saved you 2,000 years ago, and we will save you again. Oh, will we ever meet one of those again in the film? No. 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 They do not matter. All that matters is they left some claymores and shit behind. So so, uh, Ward picks up a bomb and just pushes it into Jacoby's hands, and Jacoby's like, that's a bomb. Yeah, you never know. You might need a bomb. I, I can't imagine a situation where I will require a bomb. Like, you'd think, there's a point also where where uh, Will Smith picks up a huge gun and gives it to Jacoby, who is one hand carrying... Other way around. Jacoby picks up the huge gun, and he's like, yeah, I get a big gun. That's right. He and just then takes he it takes away it, from and him. he's like, no, I get the big I gun. I get the big gun. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Well, you see, in Men in Black, he wanted the big gun, but then he got given the little one. So you see, in this movie, it's Will Smith, but he gets the big yeah, gun. Yeah, but you see, in this movie, they established that orcs have super strength, so you should probably give him the big gun. No. No, but you did. You remember Men in Black? Do you remember a film? <laughs> I assume I don't even think he was thinking Men in Black. I think it was I just do. rookie shit. But yeah, it's just fucking stupid. They're like, give him a rune clearing shotgun. You're like, this is perfect because you can one hand fire this because you're all huge and super strong because you're an orc, and also you're still shoulder carrying an unconscious girl on your shoulder. So here's a, here's a gun you can carry. Actually, never mind. I don't want you to have that gun. I want that gun. You get a pistol. Yeah. And Jacoby's just like, oh, I, I, I guess. Okay, and I'm like, dude, you are in a big fucking room full of guns. If you want a different gun, grant yourself permission. <laughs> Live your best life, Jacoby. <laughs> but yeah, they get into a fight, and they murder the the non-named 
I mean, they have names, but the two that don't matter, elf assassins get murdered because who gives a shit? It's just like, ah, I'm super cool. I'm going to flip around. All right, I push you out a window and then blow you up. I would say the the only time names, because I looked up everybody's names in this movie, and then the elves are named like Montegard and something like that. They don't have elf names. The only person in this movie with a fantasy name is Jirak, the dark, the uh, the orc, and Tika. Everyone else is just named things like O'Shaughnessy and, and Nick Jacoby. Well, yeah, you get uh, the elf is Pollard for the uh, the main fed. Yeah, that's the Ike Barinholtz self. His name is just Pollard. Yeah, and then I think you get Tien and Seraphin are the two non-Layla assassins. Yeah, they just have regular ass names, except for Tika, which suggests to me that her name was given back when they still had fantasy names in the script draft, and they just didn't think about changing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh anyway yes they go through they do a whole bunch of shit they end up tying a cord around one of the elves feet and pushing her out a window yeah, she and, gets blown up and there's fucking so much set up for that shit there's a part where it turns out the bomb is activated by a cell phone app yeah i'm like you but so they push, he has to be like i'm swipe left on exploding people yeah i'm like stop please like, stop yeah there's so many fucking jokes for this one bomb sequence it's insane because when uh when jacoby pushes her out the window he's like hey you know how you said you'd never know if you need a bomb i guess you never know she, she has the bomb now i gave her the bomb you see oh the- well I'll swipe left on triggering a bomb i wanted i wanted her from like below like dangling above the floor out there with the bomb on her chest just do like, it just do it no more bits <laughs> jesus christ this, it has not been that kind of movie thus far <laughs> Uh, the fucking other elf assassin just gets shot and killed. Yeah, he gets hit with a room clear, wearing shotgun in the chest. They didn't think that, that, uh, Will Smith had, but he did. And then they kill Layla, uh, but, but they, they, it they, doesn't uh, matter. Again, she gets ventilated with a shotgun and Will Smith does this thing where he's holding her by the neck and he interposes a, a refrigerator door between the two of them and is like, shoot her in the chest. It won't get through the door. Yeah, just hit her, it and, won't matter. And then Jacoby does, but it turns out that she has magic healing shit Yeah, she on has her. fucking contingency heal. As so. long as the wand is nearby, she's fine. They go down, they put her, uh, they put Tika in the healing water, and then, oh, here comes Layla, and she fucking, like, like, jumps down and gets the wand and is like, ha-ha, I'm, instead of just instantly murdering the two of these cops i'm gonna like throw one out of the water the other one i'm gonna have be dangling from his neck like just slowly choking while i yell at my sister now it's time for the bad guy speech it's time for the bad guy to be like you are my sister and you were supposed to join me the dark lord i work for her for him and we were gonna resurrect him together but you ran away because you were scared exposition exposition why am I doing this? I would like to say real quick, because I forgot about it. They, You'd think the elves just have the pointy elf ears and nice hair, and that's supposed to be their characteristics. But they also have canines for front teeth, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, they got pointy teeth they're, and weird eyes. Just their front two teeth and, and their regular canines are sharpened, and it's kind of a neat idea. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, she's yelling at Layla for a long time. The, the, Enough time for Jacoby to manage to get himself off of the... Uh, yeah, he's like, been strung up like by a noose, but he manages to cut it loose and get down. Yeah, he manages to get down and then goes to shoot Layla, but he's all out of rounds. He shoots her in the wand hand. Yeah, there's a whole the line hand about off it. of her. He shoots her fingers off, so the wand scatters away, and then Will Smith has enough time to be like, Hey, Jacoby, <laughs> hey, if you were shooting at her wand hand, you're a really good shot, but... Could you maybe also shoot her in the head now? 
yeah, sure thing. Just like this, you mean? And I'm like, guys, <laughs> come on. I understand she's monologuing right now. That's no excuse for you to do it. <laughs> and it's just so long and dragged out before finally fucking Will Smith goes over to the now clattered to the ground one. It's she's a like, moment. She's like, hey, if you touch that, you'll die. And he's like, actually, I'm okay with that. He's like, yeah, but Explosion. I've seen what happens when someone who isn't a bright grabs one of these wands. They don't just die. They blow up. And I am willing to die to take you with me. Yeah, so I'm blowing up everybody in the room. All right, you okay with that? We're Nick? all going. We're all going. And they're all like yelling no at him and so on. But then he grabs the wand. And again, in one of those scenes in this thing, that's like, Takes forever. He grabs it, realizes he isn't dying. The wand turns red when he holds He's it. He's like, hey, what's uh, what's going on? What is this? I what, uh, And, and Jacoby has to be like, I think you're a bright. I think that might be an expe- that might you might be a bright. And he's like, well, I'm a bright? What, do I, well, what I'm the like, fuck am I supposed to do with I'm, this? I'm like, wasn't Layla like a competent knife-throwing assassin? How come she hasn't killed him six times now? Yeah, you'd think, oh, my fingers, that hurt. But anyway, I'm going to murder you. offhand to kill you, I guess. Yeah. And she's not even like sitting there bleeding out, going like, ah, oh, pain. She just went, ow, my hand, and is just kind of looking at it passively, and you'd think, oh, the only thing that got fucked up was your hand. You just stand up, walk over, and stab him in the face. The thing that surprises me is that we don't see her hand blue stuff healing like the rest of her did just a minute ago. Now that took a minute. Yeah. So, so it may have been a minute later it would. Instead, what happens is she just like yells, no, give me the wand. Uh, and- you don't know how to do that, anything with that wand. Mm-hmm. You'll just hurt yourself. And then Tika Tika's tells him like, a magic word. Hey, the ma- the war word is Vikward. Yeah. And then he yells that and blows up specifically just Layla, Layla and no one else. And possibly also Tika because she disappears, That's but right. obviously she didn't get blown up. Well, she also, she's in the uh, the last scene of the movie, so she's obviously fine. Yeah. And and uh, then they... The, the whole thing is on fire. Jacoby manages to get out, doesn't find Ward, runs back into the burning building and saves him, and then they they're, now they're heroes. And we, we get a bunch of fucking end of cop movie phrases like, we're still not friends. And uh, fuck magic. I hear you there, partner. Whereas (laughs) at the end, they get taken to like a hospital where the feds are. And only good scene in the movie. And they get interviewed by the feds. And of course, Jacoby is just like, just babbles and starts telling everything that happened. Whereas Ward is like, guts immediately. Yeah. No, what happened was we got to a place and there was an altercation. Some cops died. Some gang members died. People thought there was a wand. There was not. We did not ever see a wand. Are there, we clear? There was never a wand. And, and, and Jacoby has to be like, yeah, the other uh, Oh, right. Oh, I wink, see what you're wink. doing here. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the thing I had was I was like, man, this whole movie, the whole time, Ward has been like, all I want to do is take care of my family. I want to be able to get that pension. I want to be able to do whatever. If he had gone, yo, I'm a bright to the feds, they would have been like, oh, do you want to be a fed now? Because that's probably what that means. You'll make shit tons more money. <laughs> but no, he's like, oh, nothing happened. Doodle do. Yeah, there's nothing. It, it, this is a cop movie, John. There is nothing noble about becoming a fed. Yeah, those are the bad cops. Yeah. Also, are- internal affairs are bad cops. Oh, the only good cop is the me cop. Yeah, I'm the good cop. That's that's prob- that pretty much why they did that. I felt sorry for the feds. They got nothing to do in this. And they're both interesting actors. It was like Ike Barinholtz and Happy Anderson. Yeah. Happy Anderson is one of those character actors I like seeing in things because he's like one of them big, imposing, burly dudes with a beard. But boy, is he ever just in stinkers as far as I'm aware. Because <laughs> the only thing I can even remember him being in besides this is that he was the abusive priest in New Mutants. Ha! Huh? Wowzers. <laughs> oh, come on. He was in uh, Bird Box. 
He was in Bad Boys for Life? <laughs> sure. I haven't seen those, so I'm going to take your word for it. But he's in New Mutants as the uh, the priest that abuses Wolfsbane. Woo! <laughs> so, it just it just feels like he, boy, can he pick them. Good times. <laughs> but yeah. I just wanted them to get more to do. Especially because that whole scene of... of uh, Jacoby spilling his guts and Ward trying to tell spin the story just features Baron Holtz just standing there looking at them unwor- until he finally goes so there was no wand there was no wand okay I guess you're done all right thank you all right good that's good. I guess that's what we wanted to hear yeah so, so I guess go back to your uh you know your cop situation you're gonna get a medal or whatever and I assume that all racism against the orc cop is gonna be over now yeah because it's, it's probably fine because the the orc cop gets a medal now so now not only is he blooded by, you know, a random gang, but also, I guess, by the city in his heroic deeds. Yeah, and I'm sure that there are not, there's nothing that cops respect more than what they will immediately perceive to be a diversity medal award. Yeah, and there's also nothing that the orc community will love more than, ah, yes, Hero this cop. person has been considered blooded by humans. Yeah, so uh, I don't feel like this is going to go especially well for Jacoby immediately after this, but luckily the movie ends here. Yeah, luckily the movie ends. It's two hours long, and boy. <laughs> they see Tika in the crowd. Just so and, they can... and fucking Ward just sort of smiles, and that's it. And you're like, oh, okay. I guess he's just happy she lived. There's nothing else to that. And then a fairy goes flying by to, to kind of <laughs> punctuate the movie. And that's the end of that. <sighs> Goddamn. This fucking sucked. This sucked ass. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into our bests and worsts. What a fucking... Yeah, sure. That's fine. Okay, give me one good thing that happened in Bright. I like the scene where Jacoby spills his guts because it's just a fun the scene. The Fed scene. The Fed scene where they where they corner him and and uh, uh, Ward gives him this whole speech about like, look, let me do all the talking. I know how to handle Feds. Don't tell them anything. Never volunteer. Inf- look, we're cops. You know the rule is never volunteer information to cops. And when they come in, uh, Jacoby is scared of these Feds immediately. So he's just like, okay, I got I got to put all my cards on the table. Uh, so we got attacked by the Altamira gang. There was a we had a wand. We had a hold of you. They tried to get us There's with the this wand. Kid knew, run Evil around. Elf. Angel elf stuck to a wall. Kid running around. War keeps being like, shut. They will ask up. questions. They will let it, let them ask the questions. Yeah, yeah. I just gotta I, I, I let them ask questions. They're definitely gonna ask about this. So I'm gonna do this and that. And it was like, oh, this is a, a well written kind of funny scene. Mm-hmm. And that's my one favorite thing. Great. What about you? Uh, Jesus. I would say, fuck the. I don't even know. Honestly. Fucking none of this really was good. I would say the one scene I was sort of okay with was the, we didn't even get into it, but the action scene at the uh, gas station where they have to fight the assassins at a gas station that Oh, that's was, right. And they end up like, that's like the one, one of scene. them is driving the car into the gas station. Yeah, and he just keeps changing directions because he's either backing the car into Will Smith or ramming the car forward into Jacoby. Yeah. And there is a neat scene there where Jacoby displays the only thing I would consider to be super strong in the whole movie, where he grabs a rack out of the fridge and stabs it through the windshield of the car yes. and almost decapitates the elf in there with it. Yeah. That one fight scene, I was like, that's neat. And again, it was like, oh, I can't straight up fight these guys. I have to like shoot a flammable thing so that I can make an explosion and we can get away. Like it made them still seem scary. Unlike the fight in the warehouse where it was just like, ah, we have to fight these assassins and we will 
fucking Looney Tunes them. <laughs> this is the third movie I've seen written by Max Landis, and you can definitely tell he has a style that's very prevalent, because in all of them, there's a whole thing where anytime anyone's about to get an ally, that ally is brutally murdered in the back. Yes. He does that every time. It happened in fucking Chronicle, it happened in American Ultra, it happens in this. And that one, it's that sheriff guy. Yep. He shows up, he's like, what do you, what are you guys calling me for? Fucking put, put your guns on the ground, I heard you have a wand, oh shit! And then he's like, wait, you do have a wand. Okay, I'm actually going to be on your side. I want to help you. And then he gets shot in the back immediately. Yes. Uh, I'm mentioning that because it happens at that scene. Yes. Worst thing in the movie for you. Pick one. Oh, boy. I don't even know where to start with the worst thing in this movie. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to go a little cu- counter to this and say it's the scene where Ward goes out in his lawn to beat the fairy to death and also to just upbait his neighbors for being too black. Well, they're too gangster. They're too gangster. He's just like, hey, the fuck, what the, you fucking gangbangers are bringing down my property values. Now, crip walk your asses back over to your fucking cookout. And you're just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> if the rest of the movie had been about that, it'd be one thing. But it's not. It's huh? just random racism for some reason. And I fucking, it, it sets the whole tone of the movie. Yeah, Plus, they, it also has the... They yell- were gangsters, Jeff. No, they weren't. They were just people hanging out in their yard. They had colors on, my friend. <laughs> All clothes have colors. You can't prove those are gang colors. <laughs> the fuck dare program shit are you quoting to me right now? <laughs> I grew up in Los Angeles during the riots, and the color thing was true, but not... You're wearing a red shirt. No, you're not going to get shot if you're a kid. Like, okay, so I hated that, and also because it also included the fucking fairy sequence. Yes. Which is awful. Where he just bashes a fairy's brains out with a broom into the ground. It's like, yeah, I did that. And I'm like, man, I wouldn't like this guy if that had been a fucking pigeon. <laughs> if that had been like, I hate that pigeon. He's getting into our bird feeders again. He I'm going to brutally smash and kill this pigeon. Any like, animal at all. Oh, that's psychopathic. I would have been like, fuck you. You're going to leave that twitching corpse on your lawn, you murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That was my choice. Least, what's your least favorite? I... Uh... I think I have to go with the the scene where the kid just leaves and nothing happens because I was like, you set up a perfect scene where all of these threads came together and you fucked it up so bad mm-hmm. and made it so dumb. And I'm just like, fucking, this is the worst. You know what? I'm changing mine. It's when you find out the fucking elf speaks English. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's, obviously. What the fuck? The only reason she didn't speak English at that point, she's like, it's because I didn't trust you. No, it's because if she had been able to speak English at any point prior to that in the movie, it would have been over. Yeah. You would have been able to go, oh, hey, uh, these are the people chasing us. This is what's going on. And uh, this is how we stop it. You should definitely contact those magic feds because they're actually not in the pocket of anybody and will help you. But she couldn't do that. So instead, she just has to jabber on and elvish the entire movie until suddenly it's useful for her to talk. God damn it's it. a screenwriting failure, and this movie is famous for its famous screenwriting failure of a writer. <laughs> uh, all right. Now we will go ahead and give this movie a rating, each of us rating it from zero to five to give it a full rating out of ten. Jeff. One? I don't I, I would normally give a movie this heinous a point five, but there's like action sequences and some good performances. I mean, money went into it is the thing, and enough money can buy you something baseline competency in, yeah. in, in in the you know they don't cross the 180 line in the conversations or anything like that it's just uh you know it's still competently made it's just deeply unpleasant and not fun to watch yeah so it's getting a one yeah i i think i'm probably gonna join you on the one i was considering maybe going as high as a 1.5 but it doesn't deserve it no it's it's too long it 
fucking uses tropes poorly and then doesn't use things that it should use. It sets up stuff and never pays it off. It sets up this premise that would almost be interesting if they thought about it for even a second. Like, if you were, if the premise of the movie had been like, hey, the Lord of the Rings fucking happened. This is the world where the Lord of the Rings happened. It's yeah. different. It's, you know, the Dark Lord and Jirak and not, you know, like... Aragorn, Aragorn and, so and so, Yeah, the Hobbits and shit. Uh, but it's effectively a world where the Lord of the Rings happened and then 2,000 years later. That's a neat concept. What do dwarven cities look like? What do elves do in this time, in this world? And the, the movie is not interested in that. The only no. answer it has is elves are rich, orcs are gangbangers, dwarves are in Miami, and, and humans everything exist. Else, and everything else is exactly the fucking same. And history happened exactly the way it did, even though that's impossible. Except I guess maybe cops make less money. Huh? Uh, it's a weird thing. It's one of those things where I was like, oh, if this, instead of just being a script from one dude had been like, oh, we've got a team of writers, we're doing a TV show, and we have a world-building Bible, uh, this would have been way better because you could have thought about things. Yeah, this would probably have made more sense as a show than a movie. Yes. But then you wouldn't get Joel Edgerton and Will Smith. Exactly. So, But there you go. Two out of ten, fuck this movie, it sucks ass, it's too long, it's boring but also bad, and it has a couple bright spots. <laughs> hey! Yeah, that's the name of the movie Whoa. you're saying. Roll the credits on that one, baby. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining us on this fairly long episode. Sorry. Talking about Bright, we got real heated because it's kind of shitty. That's and pretty mad. Took a long time. It took up too much of our time for us to not take up your time. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, of course, are not done. We're never done. There's TV Mastery to be had. We are about to finish up this season of TV Mastery, where we have been going through the single episode before it got canceled shows. Mm -hmm. So we are going to finish that up. If you want to go see what we're doing there, head on over to patreon.com slash system mastery. Join us at the $5 level. It unlocks all of our bonus content. You can go back through the previous seasons, find out all the stuff we were doing here and everything else we did. Plus all of our bonus content, all of our monthly content, you get access to discord mm -hmm. channels and colors that you yeah. normally wouldn't secret channels. You get so much stuff. And of course, the big thing is it helps us keep doing what we're doing. It supports us. You know, Jeff's got a kid. Uh -huh. I've got a drug habit. <laughs> My kid has a drug habit. <laughs> I've got a kid habit. My kid I put a kid in a habit and then I make them sing songs from Sister Act. My cat requires expensive Prozac that I can't have. <laughs> Your cat has better mental health quality of life than you do. Mm -hmm. So please support us at any level you can. And if you can't do it monetarily, supporting us through word of mouth or reviews, just as good. Let people know we're out there and that way, you know, we can... We can spread the good word of us just being angry at movies that came out like seven years ago or whatever. Five years ago, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm also angry at movies that came out seven years ago. <laughs> All those fucking 2015 movies can eat a fart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fuck them. Next, <laughs> next time we're doing a 2015 movie. You'll see. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. We'll see you in another couple weeks with more Movie Mastery. Until then, you all have a good one. <laughs>